0: and psychology with Tavana. A warm hello to our Radio Bomb Dad listeners. Today I'm sitting with Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alex Andrade, two of my friends and colleagues that we always come together for our weekly conversation. Uh, today, uh, as Dr. Alex uh, Andrade suggested, We're going to have a different topic that we have never discussed and talked about, and I want to have Dr. Andrade explain it, and then we start our conversation.
1: Thank you, Dr. Saideh Malikav Zali. I'm with uh, Dr. Rockers, uh, Daniel Rockers, and I I really kind of spawned this idea from uh, our creative psychologist, Dr. Daniel Rockers, the idea of like creativity and how valuable that is. And, and I find that there are so many different ways that we can be creative in our everyday life. But one that I was thinking about that I find can be so tangible, if you will, is, is literally how we can create with our hands as well as our body. And I think it's one of those things as we have more and more technology in our life. Uh, you know, there's so much that we can do kind of remotely. Uh, there's so much we can do on the computer that it, it kind of brings us further and further away from building and creating and exploring kind of with our hands and with our body. It's sometimes something that we do very rarely, or there's times that we do it throughout our day that we, we don't even think about it in that way. We don't think about it as something that we're, 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 we're building or creating. We just think we're going through life or we're just going through the day. So I think it can be one way to kind of get in touch with ourselves uh, and, and in touch with our world and especially in touch with others in that way. And so thinking about like what being creative through our hands means, um, I just wanted to start with kind of just a, maybe a broad question uh, for, for all of us. Like what's what's maybe the, one of the last things that you remember, like building with your hands, something that, you know, you, you kind of had to do with your hands, maybe you even got a little dirty or uh, I know when I do things with my hands, I, I always joke with my family like I have office hands, my hands are soft and delicate. Uh, you know, I get splinters easily, I get blisters easily, they'll cut and bleed without even trying it. So, you know, I, I, don't say this in a way that I pretend that I am always, you know, doing everything with my hands. No, it's the opposite. And because of that, they're all sensitive and fragile, uh, but, but there's still something even, uh, if, you know, we're not doing a lot with our hands that, you know, uh, from time to time we're having to do. So yeah, said, so what's one of the last things that you can think of that you built with your hands or you've done with your hands?
0: Uh, That's a very good question. I never thought of that. But now that you're asking me, I'm thinking, uh, I write a lot because I love writing. Uh, And for me, even though I'm pretty much uh, not fast type uh, typer, but I sort of can handle typing um, in an intermediate level when you think about fastness. But um, I do uh, cook and and I do bake. um, And I do that, even though specifically now you're more careful and you use uh, gloves, cooking gloves or cleaning gloves when you do things. But mostly when I think of three things I do more often is writing with my hands, which I love to do, because when I'm taking notes, I'm faster if I do it with my own hand than typing all of a sudden it seems like two different things to me and I lose um, the momentum and I miss typing what I need to type but when I write with my hand I'm a fast writer and I can take notes but also cooking and um, baking and and also washing dishes uh, things around the kitchen I do mostly these things um, but outside the kitchen, I would say writing, but, um, I haven't built anything for a long time, but when I was at work with children and with, um, you know, um, high schoolers, I always believed that there are four different ways we learn, um, with our hands and kinesthetic for kinesthetic learners, um, with our ear, with our eyes, um, with our combination of these. So I always had something like project type for the students to do. And I always sat with them in the groups and I helped them building something. Or when I was teaching algebra, I always had these manipulative pieces that uh, now they make thousands of them differently. Or when I was teaching, um, uh, you know, different things, especially, um, geometry i had these pieces that i was putting on the uh tables for kids and i went around and i helped them but i haven't done those type of things for a long time and i haven't built anything but good question
2: is it is your question alex about what did you build or does it include things like coordination and motor programming type of thing well
1: you you guys are i love where the site a started and and where you're going daniel too where, where you're, you're adding on to the conversation in a way that i was thinking of uh, definitely aspects i want to incorporate but yeah just for right now the question is like what's the last thing that you built with your hands what's the last thing that you remember kind of doing in that way
2: last thing that i built with my hands was woodworking mm. things i built these acoustic panels for the garage which i've converted into a studio mm which you guys have been in. Yeah. So I built the frames for the acoustic panels and put all of those together. That was like six of those things. And that that was, you know, it was a lot of fun, but at some point it became a bit of a utilitarian endeavor. So there's that. The things that I, I like woodworking, but I haven't done any of the woodworking that I really liked lately. I've done baking bread. I really enjoy baking bread. And then I've also done beer brewing. And I think that's really cool too. It's just a lot of fun. I really like knowing the technical aspects of the things and then working with my hands. So combining those two things together, that is just so cool. Yeah. When I was into the beer brewing, which I hope to get back into at some point, but when I was doing it, I thought, how cool would it be to get a microscope and start checking out the microorganisms? Because there's some some microorganisms which will get in and spoil your beer or cause certain off tastes, but then it would also be cool to examine the different yeast cells that are, you're using as well. What you can also the, grow you your also own
0: make, You also make some jams, some... Uh, You know, I, I just love when uh, I see you're doing all these other things, you know, because sometimes people think you're a psychologist, you're an MD, you they only see you as that person in your job, but they don't see all aspects of you. But I remember the first time we came to your house and I saw all these, uh, you know, uh, Containers oh. of different things um, sitting on the shelf, really organized. And So talk about that, too, because that's something you do with your hands.
2: The canning part of preserving, I guess, is the right terms. It's, it's called canning, but you put them into jars. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess yeah. it's a bit of a misnomer. I don't know how it came to be called canning mm. now that I think about it. But it's preserving. And so it's the water bath preserving where you boil the contents in a water bath and then that seals the top. But I love doing that. You know, my mom always did that all her life. And I think she still is doing it now at 86, but still does it regularly. And I remember that. What is so cool about it is two things. One is the creative aspect of it. It's the thing that I'm doing. And then the second is having all these on the shelves. And it's like your own little grocery store, or your own pantry right there. And I guess there's three things. Because then the third thing is you can eat it. And if you <laughs> make you really like, then it's wonderful.
0: Yeah. No, that's great. And Alex, as we are talking, it just comes to me that we also my husband and I also cut a lot of different types of fruits, and we dry them. And in winter, we have a whole bunch of dried fruit that we have made it we know what um, type of fruits we have you know, put into this, we know what we are eating, we mix it. And every time we have our friends that uh, they come over or we go somewhere to picnic or together and we take this and they go, where'd you get these? We made it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
2: you have a dehydrator? No,
0: actually, we do it. uh, We cut it. We put it outside because we have a balcony that is really good for that. But then we bring it sometimes inside and we put it to the uh, oven. We just uh, lit the light and that's it with the light. And uh, it's just certain time um, outside and then the rest inside. And as soon as we feel it's completely dry, then we store them in the refrigerator Um, And then at one point we had so much of them that we uh, put them in plastic bags and we, um, what do you call them? You sort of laminate them. There's a word for it.
2: Oh yeah, some kind of a sealing. Oh, where yeah, you take we seal, we
0: seal them, and then we seal them so you can keep it for a longer time. You know, and then we still put it in the refrigerator for a long time. We had them. So yeah, all sorts of fruits we cut and we um we dry them.
1: That's good. I mean, you guys touched on a bunch of uh, topics and aspects of this uh, the, the benefits and, and some of the things that come from using our hands. And I just want to highlight a couple of them. One, as you just were both describing, the idea of the utility of the things that you're doing with your hands. Um, including the sense of like pride and being able to, to kind of share that. And sometimes uh, there's some frustration that comes with that, as you guys mentioned, uh, trying to figure that out. But then that sense of accomplishment and really being able to say like, look, I did something or I have this. I was thinking of one of the things I recently put together with my hands, which tends to be more a uh, source of frustration than anything. Uh, I was I went camping and I had to put the tent up. And uh, to try to get all the pulls and then to get it, you know, angled in the right way and then nailing it into the ground um, and, you know, definitely finding uh, that you're, you know, you're trying to wait, no, I put the wrong one in, let me do this. And so in, in the sense of pride and be like, I have somewhere to sleep now <laughs> and that I was able to do that um it can come from those uh, kind of you know occasional experiences such as you know the camping um but then yeah definitely on the day-to-day too and i think it's one of those things where we can easily forget the the, the feelings and and the, the the positivity that comes from being able to build and do things from with our hands even you both touch on like cooking and baking uh, and even eating um and there's this so much of that what we do with our hands, but I think we so often don't even think about it in that way. There's a, a different, um, psychological kind of emphasis on it. Like even one called mindful eating, where you're thinking about how you're chewing you're even what you're eating, how you're eating it. You know, if you're using utensils, if you're using your hands, uh, there, there's something very, just the tactile nature of it. There's something very engaging. Uh, I know when I eat, for example, when I eat tortillas and I always jokingly tell people, I don't even know what a fork is when it comes to Mexican food, because I just eat everything with the tortilla, but you're literally like breaking off a piece of the the tortilla, a flour or corn. People have a preference, Um, you know, scooping your food up, you know, putting it in your mouth really, you know, it's, it's a very, it's a very hands-on process to get a little dirty even, you know, and that's okay. That's part of it. Um, There's something just that's very, I don't know engaging about it in that way um as small as is i mean you can eat with a fork and it's you know not dramatically different but just to be able to eat uh, and consume uh, in that unique way as well as even you know baking i've done baking in the past too and there's a lot that is kind of going into it and and, you know to be able to produce this item from all that work uh, really a sense of pride and accomplishment that comes from that too
0: yeah talking about Eating with your hands, Alex, I was just thinking in old days, you know, especially uh, in some cultures uh, and you specifically mentioned some of the things, the specific foods that you eat with your hand. I was just thinking uh, there's some uh, probably sense into that, you know, when there is no... um, it's nothing in between you and the food with your hands. So probably the taste is different because when you start, like in uh, even when you are eating, uh, for example, um, ribs or pizza, you know, you usually use your hand. And there's a direct connection um, with your body and and the food you eat. It just has a different sense and different taste to it. I know as we became more, um, you know, I, I don't know, sentimental, maybe. <laughs> I don't know what word to use. Mm-hmm. But we are just sometimes even pizza. Even myself, I don't want to make my hands dirty. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when you're with other people, you start using fork and knife. And you feel like the taste is different. It's not like you get that piece of pizza, and you eat it with your hands. Um, But also, when you are mentioning the food, it just takes me back to sometimes when you went to villages, and you see people, they put a piece of cloth on the ground, and they put their food with actual pot or pan. And, um, you know, they they use the bread as a piece of, uh, you know, like tortillas that you mentioned, and then you eat take the food and eat and my experience when I went to China and I was with a family for a week I lived with them it was very interesting everybody uses or at least maybe in that culture that I noticed or that part of the culture but there's a big pot in the middle they turn it around like uh, lazy Susie and and they turn it around and then they have this chapstick and then they, um, they use it all in one big um, sort of tray in the middle. And at first, I thought, well, but they're using what they're using in their mouth, and then they put it, but they do it so delicately, you know, that they don't touch the other part of the food. And that was interesting to me. So in different cultures um just different way of eating different way of using maybe their hands or tools are very different um i want to say some words in farsi before we go on a break um shanvandegan aziz radio bomb dad man ba doktor daniel Rockers va Dr. alexandra demruz dar khidmatun hastim va darim sohbat mikonim raje be in ke kellan دست ما که باهاش ما خیلی کارها می کنیم چه اثراتی از نظر ارتباطش با تماس با ما داره ما با دست ما خیلی کارا می کنیم میپذیم... نون درست میکنیم خونه تمیز میکنیم ظرف میشوریم حتی قضا با دستمون بعضی وقتا اگه مثلا پیتزا رو تو دستمون میگیریم میخوریم چه اثرات این داره و امروز داریم راجب به اون صحبت میکنیم برمیگردیم و دنباله صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم with Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alex Andrade and I am Saide Malik Abzali and we are talking today um, on what was the last thing we made with our hands but our conversation got into so many other things and now we are back and Dr. Andrade is going to continue the conversation.
1: I just wanted to go back to uh, the idea like you mentioned with the writing and the kind of doing that with our hands. I I myself find that when I'm, you know, being more kind of like more brainstorming or trying to kind of create some ideas that I do that a lot more efficiently when it comes to, you know, handwriting. It's it's interesting because I think, you know, if we were typing something, we can write something out. And then if we changed our mind, we can delete it and then add a new thought where we're losing kind of some of that creative space that got us to those next ideas and so that's why i like writing when i'm brainstorming because i can kind of follow the path of where that idea kind of spawned from so it's not that those initial ideas are are mistakes necessarily but it's part of that creative process and so being able to write in that way allows me to see okay what what's come from those other ideas, and then being able to build on that. And sometimes you look at it and it probably looks like a huge mess, but it's it's all a part of that creativity. So it even goes to this idea, like maybe the way that Saida eats, and it may, not be a, a, it may be a little messy, uh, but it's, it's necessary, I think, and part of that creativity, um, as well as even just those things also that we do with our bodies, such as uh, exercise. I think it's one of those things that we forget when we're exercising or when we're moving in the world, what that, how, how we're connecting um, within our world, how we're connecting with our body in that way. Sometimes we get so focused on the things we need to do or the things we should do that we're not even paying attention to what it feels like to to interact with those things physically in that way. I know, for example, myself, one of the ways that I tried to very intentionally connect uh, physically. Um, I recently went on vacation and one of the things I went to, I went to a place where there was a beach and one of the things that I purposely do, and, and I'll do it for, you know, uh, different periods of time, just to have my hands in the sand, just to feel the sand in my fingers, to feel it in my toes, uh, just to be able to connect in that way, that, that, Kind of mental experience and a physical experience of like i am here right now i find that we can be so busy and caught up in the things that we need to do going from one task to the other one place to another um that we don't take the time to really kind of physically ground ourselves into our experience
0: it's, it's uh, just uh, interesting to be in touch with nature uh, however it is and now that you mentioned You like to put your hands into sands or, you know, pebbles and and touch them. It's just having that connection with the earth, with the nature. Um, But I wanted to also talk about touching communication. There's such a sense in touching that, um, especially I think it's very powerful in personal relationship, especially in couple therapy you know, how much they are in touch with their sense of touching each other. You know, this is, there's such a powerful sense in communicating with positive emotion and bringing love and gratitude into our touching. So, um, you know, it's very essential in a way of uh, sympathy in a way of empathy. Uh, why is it that when we go to see someone who has some issues or some loss or, or whatever they're going through as a friend, we just go, we touch them. There's, there's a sense of, you know, love and, um, sense of care and loyalty, kindness into touching that, uh, I think creates oxytocin and love. And, and, and I think, you know, there are couples that sometimes when you talk to them, they say they should don't show affection to each other. And I think that's a big question in our relationship with someone that that touch um, is is very, very important and, and brings that oxytocin hormone. And we know um, in reality, people who have more, of that touch, of that love, they're happier.
1: Uh, It's a great point, too. And it's one of those things where I find it is so valuable and so important uh, in how we are in our relationships as well as even other relationships. And especially during this time of COVID, I think it's one of those things that a lot of people have realized that is very, uh, very essential for their communication and their relationships, Uh, even... You know, being able to shake a person's hand when you meet them or give somebody a hug when you when you're greeting them uh, to not do that, I think, has has resonated with a lot of different people on different levels. I do find some people even experience a sense of relief. Um, Some people don't feel as physically kind of uh, attuned or, or uh, I even think of it sometimes is because that feels so personal to them or so intimate to them that they prefer not to do that, or it's almost uncomfortable, which again, isn't a bad thing necessarily, but it's just, that's how highly they they hold that uh, so that they don't just, you know, do that with anybody. Um, so, yeah, I think it's one of those things where it can be a huge part of the way that we connect and we communicate with others. Uh, definitely too, I find in relationships If we don't have that, it can be a problem. And sometimes the reduction in physical affection can signal something. A lot of times people say, yeah, I feel like we're not as connected. We're not, you know, you're not interested in me as much. Um, To have that decline um, from what it previously was can be a very powerful way of communicating, sometimes unintentionally. Um, And so it's something that we have to be aware of. It also brings up the idea of like uh, PDA or public displays of affection. And so different people's, you know, comfort with that, not just our own engaging in that, but even witnessing others do that. And what's that level of comfort in seeing that? What does that signal to us in that way? Is it something, you know, kids are doing and shouldn't be, you know, allowed to be out in public or is it, you know, a way where say goodbye to our partner when we're at the store and you're gonna meet me later and you give me a kiss on the cheek kind of thing. You know, it's just this in the very quick in passing kind of gesture um, that can still be very significant and meaningful as well.
2: It kind of reflects cultural norms as well, don't you think? Because yes, countries are different in terms of their touching and affection and... Sure
0: yes absolutely what,
2: yeah. what do you see in that side
0: uh, well I can see as not each, both person you I mean family culture and a bigot culture some cultures in the families are more reserved and they they're not touchy uh, feely uh, they're just very directive and they to just communicate differently there's some family that they show love, they talk about love, they use words to show they love each other. Uh, And in some families, they don't depending on how they're raised, what is the norm in the family, but also culture, I think some cultures are warm, fuzzy, they just, um, you know, they're, they're cuddling, they they kiss each other. So yeah, I think it's a lot to do with the general culture of the people and also the family culture. Uh, you know, it just depends on what kind of personality you have. But I was just going to say, you know, that touch that we talk about, even now that we don't have that opportunity when we see each other to hug and touch each other. But even when we do video conferencing, even when... Um, you know, we, we see each other and we send kiss to each other, even if it's on the video, it's just you grab it, you feel it, you know. Um, So I was just thinking, Alex, as you were talking, we take a bath or we go under warm shower. It's, It's just such a good feeling. Something touches you that is warm and nice, even if it's shower, even, you know, I'm just thinking now, with all people are going through, you figure out something else, and maybe before we were jumping under shower and coming out, but now we go under shower thinking, you know, it's a good feeling. You know, whatever you were missing somewhere else, now you're trying to find other places. You know, now you are watching, you know, um, each other on video, and still you express yourself you still or i was in a concert in canada just before pandemic and one of the very famous singer in our culture was singing and i had um purchased ticket for my whole family who are in canada wanted all of them to come to that concert and i remember um he is such a um loving person personally and his singing but one thing he did at the end, because people were, uh, you know, so excited after each song that he sang, they were just sending love um, on the air. And and he stood up and he put his arms and he touched his touched his heart. And he did this. And it was so powerful. Right there, he was doing this. That means he grasped those love that people were showing. It was such an effective moment for me that i thought you know he is showing respond to everyone by just doing that so our body language with our hands sometimes tells you a lot
1: yeah, i was thinking that i was watching this concert recently and you know there's that the that idea and it happens at a lot of concerts people are like oh wave your hands in the air and people are waving their hands and it's like i was thinking of it from a very like objective standpoint. So it's like, why would we do that? Like wave our limbs in the air. It's like, it looks ridiculous if you think about it, you know what I mean? But it's just like in that moment, in that context, you feel connected with the singer because they're doing that and then other audience members. And so it's one of these things where we're not even touching other people, but we can still feel that sense of connection through those shared kind of motions in that way and just how powerful that is and you know even i've I've been at concerts where you're near the front and like when the person like runs by you know they'll like put their hands out and like you want to touch them like you you don't know you know you're just like okay i'm not gonna grab the person you're not feeling them you know it's like you don't win anything you know like why would you want to do that like it's it's kind of weird if we think about it in that way but in that moment in that context it's that sense of like, Oh, we're we're connected, like, Oh, yeah, you know, they're wanting that just as much as we're wanting that sometimes. And so it's so interesting, how powerful that can be um, in in those those types of circumstances, again, and I think even like, you know, daily in our in our life of, you know, patting somebody on the shoulder, shaking their hand, hugging them, waving, even in that way, it's a way, you know, we greet people. Um, I know, it's something, you know, I'll do sometimes with patients via video, We'll say bye and then they'll wave or I'll wave. And it's like, okay, we both said bye. Why do we need to do that? You know, but it's still what it it symbols and what it it represents, I think, adds to that feeling of connectedness.
0: Yeah, and now now, Alex, every time we talk about different things, that reminds me of uh, different uh, meetings or uh, presentations I had. Before I start. I always wanted to do some warm-up activity. And I always, um, you know, your style is what you usually like and whatever you perceive that is uh, likable to you, you want to do it to others. So I had learned that every time before any presentation, any professional development for teachers, do something to bring everybody together. You know, you wanted to start with a warm-up that in a way, maybe they call you your touchy feely. And I I had to always say, yes, I am touchy feely, I want to do something. Some people don't like it, but they had to come along. But I always had something warm up that was bringing everybody together. For example, let's make a circle and hold hands. And just say something freely that comes to your mind at that point. You know, that Touching and holding hands definitely brings something nice to your mind. You know, you're just the energy you're feeling from holding hands of uh, two other people next to you and or say something about someone that you want to actually shout out anything. And then they would say something about their kids, they would say something about their wife or husband, they would say something about their friends, they would celebrate something that came to their mind. But it was all positive, you know, and it was something that when they went back to their seats and sat down, it was sort of calming. So there's such, I think, energy into a touching and, and feeling with hands that brings sort of calmness, you know. Um, So I'm a believer that the (laughs) the touch and the holding hands, uh, it just brings a different energy to you. We are at the other break that we usually get um, between the timing that we speak. Uh, I want to say some words in Farsi for our listeners who um, are listening to us. If you just turn down your radio and you hear us talking in English, on Saturdays and Sundays uh, from 12 to 1, we speak in English. So, Shana is the Radio Bamdad. اگر صدای ما رو به زبان انگلیسی در رادیو بامداد میشنوین من بعد دو تن از همکارانم دکتر دنیل راکرز و دکتر الکساندر روزهای شنبه و یه شنبه از ساعت دوازده توی که بعد از ظهر با هم به زبان انگلیسی صحبت می‌کنیم در های مختلف روانشناسی، فرهنگی، مسائل روز و امروز صحبتمون را این شروع شد که آخرین باری که ما با دستمون یه کاری کردیم یه چیزی ساختیم کی بود ما شروع کردیم از کارهای خونه از آشپزی از ظرف شستن از تمیز کردن چیز نوشتن و بعد رسیدیم به خیلی مسائل دیگه‌ای که از نقطه نظر روانشناسی با اون در هماهنگی هستش مثلا لمس کردن همدیگه در مورد مخصوصاً زن و شوهرها و کسانی که در ارتباط های اشقی و دوستی با هم هستند چقدر این مسئله لمس کردن دست و اون انرژی هایی رو که به هم میدن در ارتباطاتشون موثر هستش صحبت می برمیگردیم و دنباله صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم به زبان انگلیسی. We're back with Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alexandra and we continue our conversation about what was the last thing we made with our hands we came all the way from that topic to touching and feeling and all other things so now we are um, continuing our last part of conversation.
1: And along those lines, yeah, thank you, Sadie. I wanted to go back to kind of our hands in that way. I wonder if you guys will indulge me and, and listeners as well with this kind of experiment uh, kind of together, a, a literally hands-on experiment. Um, I think it's one of those things where, again, we can go throughout our day and, and we kind of lose touch uh, with our body and we're just kind of doing what we need to do, focusing on what we need to do next. Uh, but I was thinking if we could just take a couple of minutes to kind of walk through this exercise together, um, and so what I would want us to do is kind of just focus on our hands for a minute. Um, and so what I'd say is, you know, kind of maybe putting your hands, palms down, uh, either in front of you or, you know, if there's, you know, on your lap, if there's nothing in front of you, such as a desk and just take a look at your hands, what do you notice? Like starting with your left hand, kind of, uh, visually scanning across each of your fingers, uh, I notice there's a cut on one of my cuticles on my left finger, um, uh, my ring finger there. Uh, notice my nails, the length of them. Uh, and look at your knuckles too. I always, I always think knuckles look kind of funny in that way. What happens when you flex them a little bit? You know, Does the skin tighten? Does it loosen? Uh, what do you notice about your thumb? It's like our, our fingers are all kind of aligned. And then we have this this weird little uh, digit that kind of sticks out in a different way. You know, what do we notice as we kind of flex it and move it as well? And then continuing to scan all the way across our hands to, to our right hand, um, looking at our pinky. Um, you know, what do we notice about our pinky compared to our ring finger or middle finger or first finger? There's, is there a finger that that looks odd? Is there a finger that looks as though it's, uh, you know, maybe doesn't match the others or one that uh, hopefully the middle finger isn't one that you're used to seeing too much, uh, even of your own in that way. Uh, what do we think of? Do we notice the veins on our hands and knuckles? I know. Uh, I broke uh, my pinky when I was young. And so my, my pinky pops when I extend it. Uh, my knuckle on my right hand was broken as well. So I kind of noticed that bone. It looks a little different than the rest of them. And so, kind of just noticing the, the, the imperfections in, in our hands that also make it very unique, uh, especially compared to others sometimes. And then, even if we were to flip them over and kind of look at our palms. I've never done palm reading or anything like that, but I'm always intrigued by the lines that we have and wonder what, what contributes to, you know, our lines in our hands. I know one's like the lifeline, um, you know, they go, "Oh, you're going to have a long life or you're going to have a happy life. Um, and it's just being able to, to look at all these unique kind of lines and all the, you know, even our fingers kind of on the inside of them as we flex them and we open them up, you know, what do we think of? What do we notice? I think sometimes in thinking about our, I know for me, when I think about my hands, I always think of like older generations and, you know, my grandmother, her hands, um, you know, when I would hug her, you know, greet her and just kind of noticing how age kind of impacts our hands. And even babies, I love little babies' hands because they're a little like, they're always a little clammy. They're like sweaty almost, uh, but then at the same time, just to think like we have, the same kind of you know setup and structure as they do, but just on such a smaller and micro kind of uh, level. So you know what do we notice about our hands? what have we neglected about our hands? what what do we maybe uh, want to be more intentional and more thoughtful about when we're doing things with our hands? maybe if we cut ourselves a lot, you know, make sure that we're a little more careful. Uh, We need to cut our nails or clean our nails, you know, being aware of, you know, even just taking that practice of caring for ourselves. And so it's one of those things we can just say, oh, it's just my hand. I'm not really thinking much about it. But I find when we do approach it in a way of like, this is one of the first and primary ways that we connect with others, that we connect with our world, Uh, you know, even just being aware of how often we use our hands throughout our day. I think it could just kind of make us a little more grateful and a little bit more present in that way. Let me ask, what was it like for uh, the two of you and listeners too, as always encourage you to check out our website, www.thetavana.com, you know, email us if you know, you did this and you know, you had some experience with it. We love to hear that and share that uh, on our next show as well. But I wanted to ask you guys, what was it like to kind of just stop and look at your hands for a moment?
0: Uh, for me, uh, it was interesting because I thought, gosh, we never do that. We know it, never pay attention to our body you know to just to spend time to even for a second to look at it and it's so funny because different things came to my mind you know one I remember once somebody uh, who saw me at a place and said well whoever is with you is taking good care of you I said mm-hmm. how I mean it was such a surprise and now I was le- looking at my husband's well, you had good stones on your fingers <laughs> That was such funny things I, I never heard that and i shared that with my husband he laughed <laughs> so that was the first thing came to my mind as for the first time i was looking at my fingers and the other thing was um it just brought took me to yoga exercises mm. and then all of a sudden i thought you know sometimes we do exercises in yoga that we touch our hands, like you take it up and hold it this way, or you bend, you are in touch with the earth. You know, most of the exercises in yoga is touching um, your body parts with the ground, with the earth. And uh, I'm sure there are meanings into that for many reasons, because one of the times, and all this came to my mind as I'm looking at my hands, and then one of the times I went to a silent retreat and one of the things, exercises was as you walk, you, your uh, eyes must be all the time on your steps. And in every step, be thankful of the earth that you're stepping on it. And and all this came to my mind as I'm looking at my hands and, uh, and everything we did in that silence retreat was, uh, you know, Paying attention to your body parts and 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 be thankful of what they can do for you, you know, and especially the, the in being in touch with the ground was the major part of these exercises.
2: I noticed in my hands that I could feel my pulse in my hands. And I like that feeling. It's maybe that feeling of being alive. But it also kicked off the reflection of how I use my hands like yesterday I was out playing golf and that feeling of the swing if you really get into that feeling that it just feels so good when it's well executed so I think it really it feeds it, for me it feeds me it's like a soul feeding type of a thing
1: I think there's so much power to being aware of our, our body I started uh, swimming again recently and uh, I remember I previously when i used to do that i shared with my my therapist at the time and he was a um, self-psychologist uh, and a youngian therapist and he he loved the idea of swimming because he was like you're just you know you're, you're you're buoyant you're you're filling your body completely as you're using every part of it to maneuver and even just the he, he even equated it with the idea of like being in in like the what's the term? Like when, you know, being in the womb and just how you're, you know, you're not weighed down by gravity in the same way when you're swimming, you're just allowing your body to, to float and to just absorb, you know, it's, it's presence in the water in a way where throughout our life or throughout our day, you know, where we're kind of being weighed down by gravity, we're being pulled in a direction where water does the exact opposite. It, it allows us to be buoyant to 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 control our direction in, in, in such a unique way um and and you know me i was just like i'm swimming what are you talking about you know but uh, i think about it now whenever i swim and how how powerful and how how in control i can be of the movement and the direction um, you know the the even you know as an exercise, but even as fun. Uh, this last weekend too, I was uh, swimming with my nieces and nephews, and of course, <clears throat> they're trying to choke me and drown me and you know shoot water guns at me. But even then, as we're, you know, all swimming and dashing in the water uh, and kind of jumping and splashing, you know, there's just this, this fun play that kind of comes with it too. Um, Yeah, we could probably do that, you know, on the ground as well, but, you know, it's almost like they have an equal footing in the water because we're all kind of swimming at the same level. We all have to, you know, have our head above the water. Nobody's taller or bigger than than the other. Um, We're all able to be the same in that way. And so there's this, this fun and this play that kind of comes with that, that, I feel like sometimes we don't get that in other areas of our life, except for like you were mentioning, Dan, you know, being able to play golf and swing and um, yeah, just being aware of how we can use our body as just an extension of us and play in that way too.
0: Well, great um, stuff that, um, you know, came to probably each of our mind. Uh, I specifically, I'm glad we had this conversation because sometimes we forget each part of our body. We started with hand, but what they do for us. And you know, the metaphor that you brought uh, swimming was like being in the womb. This is, uh, you know, from now on, when I'm swimming, I probably would think of this, just the fact that you're in control and you don't let the gravity take you, you know I mean? All of those concepts. And also what each part of our body are doing to us daily, and we pass by, we don't pay attention. Well, I mean, I know that even when we have issues with just one finger, at that point, we realize how much we are missing and how much that little finger can do for us. Or when we have knee problem, when we have something going on with our feet. So each part of our body um, has to be, carefully observed. And we, yesterday we talked about purpose in life. And I think these little things brought more thought, brought more meaning into your life by even thinking of these little things that you pass by, you never pay attention to it. But then when something happens to you, all of a sudden you realize, oh my gosh, what my hands could could do for me that I never appreciated. So just the appreciation of you know healthy body uh, even on surface you know now internal is another story but even having a, a healthy hands that you can do things with it you know sometimes when people complain that you know you have couples that they come to you and they go oh i have to do washes i took the dishes i have to do this and that and i always feel like you know it's hard at that point to tell someone who's complaining. Just be thankful that you have that healthy body, that you can stand on your feet and, for example, do the dishes. So what is wrong with that? But it's hard to explain unless you pass through some stages and then you can say these things. But all of that is appreciation of life. Well as usual we didn't know where the time go but we are at the end of our conversation and as usual we end with a statement before we do that i want to say some words with our listeners Shanvanegan Aziz Radio Bomb dad man va do hamkaranam Dr. Rockers va Dr. Andradi az sherkat Tabana ba shoma haftegi sohbat darim age sedai ma ro rozay shanbe va yek shanbe az sa'at 12 ta 1 bad az be zaban englisi mishnavin ما برنامه هایی با رادیو بامداد داریم در زمینه های روانشناسی، فرهنگی، آموزشی و مسائل روزمره که ارتباط با روانشناسی و انسان ها دارن امروز صحبتمون راجبه به خصوص دستهامون بود و با این دست ها ما در زندگی چه می کنیم و چی باهاشون درست کردیم و می کنیم و به پایان برنامهمون رسیدیم از اینکه به برنامه هی متوجه دارین تشکر می کن بر زندگیتون یا اطرافتون که از برنامه ما بحری میبرن ازشون دعوت کنیم به برنامه های ما روزهای شنبه و شنبه توجه کنن. بر و هر یک با استیتمنت پایانی برنامه رو خاتمه میدیم.
1: سید، Would you like to start off with uh, kind of the message you'd like to leave listeners with for sure. the day?
0: I want to say, appreciate each part of your body, appreciate who you are, appreciate the connection you have with the earth, appreciate the connection you have with each other, and look at each part of your body. And and when you even sometimes have a problem with part of your body, you realize that, you touch that part constantly. So there is some healing with touching and we know there are healers that they do touch, but we have to really understand there's so much energy in each part of our body and in our connection with each other. Even nowadays when we can't touch as much, but if you're living with people that you are together, there's a wonder with a good touch, with a love touch, and we actually rejuvenate each other, we extend our life by that sending good, positive touch to each other.
2: And I would say, take the time to feel your body. And what I mean is feel your body from the inside. In other words, just without moving your hands, can you feel your hands or without moving your feet? Can you feel your feet? Get in touch with your body.
1: And similarly, I'd encourage, you know, just be aware of how you're moving throughout the day and both in those ways that maybe you feel kind of limited or restricted, as well as those ways that you feel capable. And I think it's easy for us to sometimes focus on the things that we can't do and minimize the things that we can. And so really trying to, as you mentioned earlier too, Sadiq, really trying to celebrate as well as acknowledge, you know, how we are able to move in the world, not just our difficulties or challenges. And that can really allow us to be aware and and more engaged in our everyday life as well.
0: All right. With that, we are at the end of our program. We send our love and our well- um, wishes to our listeners we come back the following week and we continue our conversation please visit our website www.thetavana.com and if you have any comments or suggestions please send an email to us with that I want to thank Dr. Rockers and Dr. Andrade and we come back next week have a wonderful week ahead
3: شیده چشمان آسیر این چراغه تمام خواسته ما همین یک اتفاق میاد بارون احساس از عبره تیکه تیکه که صفه نازو که دل دوباره کرده چیکه چیکه کفته تو نگاهم چشم تو چشم تنگار کل نرگس تو آب بین کل دن زیبا بذار آب تابه تابه میام برود نسوز تیکه تیکه که عبر دلم داره بخونت داره عشق که از نفس خیسم رو بونت آهای تشنه همه بارون احساسم از آنت عجب دریا دلی هستم تو شوق بی کرانه میاد بارون احساس از عبر تیکه, تیکه سخفه نازو که سقف نازک دل دوباره کرده چیکه 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 آهای هم اتاقی بیار شما چراقی که شاید روی عشقو ببینم اتفاقی ببین خورشید چشمام اسیر این کراغی تمام خواسته من یک می یک اتفاق میاد با رون احساس عذابه تیک تیک کساپن نازکی دل دوباره کرده چرده چکه چکه افره دلم تاره دخونت داره عشق که از نفس خیسم رو بونم آهای تشن همه بارون احساسم از آمانت عجب در یاد دلی هستم تو شوق بی میاد بارون احساس از ابر تیکه تیکه که سقف که دوباره کرده چی که چی که چی رادیو چی که بامداد صدای ما و شما با زبانی آشنا